Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. It's been a few weeks, but I am glad to say I'm back. I'm back with a little bit of a cold today, unfortunately, but hopefully it won't make too much of a difference in the conversation that I'm about to have with my two wonderful guests, Andrew Greer and Jenny Owens, two people whose music I have been a fan of for quite some time. Uh, We're going to have a great conversation today. I'm just about to start a Skype call with them, but just before we did, I thought I'd get some housekeeping stuff out of the way real quick. Um, Just a reminder that I do have a new album coming out. We actually have the release date now. It's March 17th of 2016. Why did we pick March 17th? Because that is St. Patrick's Day and our first single on the album, Hymns, Prayers, and Invitations. Uh, The first single is based off of St. Patrick's song, and so we're really trying to uh, hopefully uh, let churches know about that song, let them know that through Lifeway Worship they can get the lead sheets for that and maybe do some kind of special commemoration of St. Patrick in their services on that Sunday. Uh, With that being said, though, I still do need your help. Uh, Even with uh, the help that Lifeway has provided um, and even with the money that I've already raised, I'm still uh, short. In fact, um, I think at last time I checked, I was about $700 short of the goal on GoFundMe.com slash hymns. And new expenses have incurred between uh, photography, between album design, mastering, and some unexpected expenses. Between uh, printing the album itself, getting all of that done, I'm still coming up. Even if I do meet the goal at GoFundMe.com slash hymns, I'm still probably looking at being about $1,000 short of what I need to actually put this album out. Um, we can do this through uh, pre-orders. Basically what you do if you go to GoFundMe.com slash hymns, if you make a donation, $10 or more, basically you are pre-ordering the album, and you will actually get the album in advance. My plan is to get it out to everyone by Christmas of this year that is donated in that bracket for rewards. And, uh, And that includes, if possible, the physical album, but definitely the digital album. And uh, if it takes until just early in the new year to get you the CD, that means three months in advance, uh, if you donate, you can get the full album and and already hear it before the rest of the world does. Uh, It really is an amazing project, guys, and I'm not saying that just because it's my songs. The musicianship is incredible. Uh, I have all the mixes. Uh, they, they're waiting to be mastered. Uh, all, all it needs is a little money uh, to go into, and and um, and it'll be done. But the mixes themselves are amazing. My wife has been driving around with the CD of the mixes in her car for about a week, and uh, we've been listening to it. And I've listened to it several times, and I've got to tell you, this is the best work I've ever done. Maybe it'll be the best work I ever do. I don't know, but um, I've listened to it in multiple places. I've listened to it through great speakers. I've listened to it through earbuds while I'm working out um, and I hope I can say this even though it's it's my album um, I just I just feel like it's it is such a good project uh, Craig the producer uh, has done such an amazing job the the incredible musicians um, they have just taken these songs and I, I honestly I feel like 
even though they're mine, I, I get ushered into a place of worship, and I, I just sing along and worship along, and um, I know it's probably sounding weird to say because it's my project, but I'm just so proud of it. I really am. I'm so grateful to God for allowing me um, to work with these wonderful people on this project. Uh, money is a small thing in comparison to the kingdom of God, and uh, I know that God will provide, but I do need help from people like you. Um, I'm not asking for something for nothing. I, I would just love if you could just tell people about this project. Go and donate. Um, you know, go go ahead and, and uh, you know, do it $10 or more level, and you can get the album in advance here in just a couple weeks. My, my goal is maybe as early as two weeks from now to be able to send out digital copies to everyone who has donated in that bracket. Um, that's how close we are to finishing this project. Um, but it's very expensive, and I don't have uh, a label behind me uh, doing it. Lifeway is publishing, like, um, you know, the music as far as song sheets and things like that when people want it and when they want to make it available. Uh, but at this point, it is an independent album myself. I'm doing all of the distributing myself, and uh, I really could use your help. I'm, I'm already... Um, in debt quite a bit for this, and I know it's it's gonna come with time. That I so I don't mean to sound like desperate or downhearted. Uh, just letting you know if you were waiting until the last minute, now's the time. It's the last minute. We're gonna go ahead after this December. It's gonna be too late to donate, and we'll just cut our losses and uh, and go ahead and and ask God to uh, provide for. Uh, what we've done, you won't be able to get the album in advance after we uh, send it out to the donors initially. So uh, just keep that in mind, gofundme.com slash hymns. All right, advertisement over. I hate that part. I'm sorry. I always hate discussing money. I really do. I know it probably sounds like every time I'm like, please give, but uh, it's just one of those necessary things I need. Um, so anyway, with that being said, let's get into the show today with my wonderful guest, Andrew Greer and Jenny Owens, uh, you know them, I'm sure, as uh, musical artists. They are great. I mean, they're wonderful singer-songwriters. They both have an incredible collection, a very impressive uh, collection. They've both had um, co some commercial success on some level um, with songs on the radio that have become known and become popular. Um, they've written together, uh, and now they have not only written music together, but they have a book that came out. Uh, called Transcending Mysteries. It's a great book. I read it several months ago. I've been trying to book them on the show for a while, and we finally worked it out today. So Transcending Mysteries, who God is and what does he want from us? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And if we have time, we're going to talk about Jenny's Christmas album, Andrew's Christmas album. And uh, Andrew also has a Christmas television special that has recently come out on DVD as well. So there's a lot of great stuff to talk about getting ready for the holidays. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jenny Owens and Andrew Greer. I know you will. Here's a song that they did together on Andrew's album, Angel Band, The Hymn Sessions. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer. 
blessed Lord to thy precious bleeding side. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend. When I kneel in prayer and with thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding sight. There are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou
Well, my guests today on Voices in My Head are Andrew Greer and Jenny Owens. They have both written a book together, which is really a fantastic read, and I strongly recommend it to our listeners. Transcending Mysteries, Who is God and What Does He Want from Us is the name of the book. But even though they are fantastic authors, you probably know them as songwriters, as singers, and uh, just people that you enjoy putting CDs in or listening to your iPhone or however it is you take in music these days. I know some of you even do vinyl, so who knows the way you're listening. Uh, But it's really my pleasure uh, to have Andrew and Jenny on the show today. I've known Andrew for a couple of years. Uh, I'm excited to say that the song we wrote together called The Invitation uh, is going to be released on my new album in March, and I just couldn't be more excited about that. And Jenny may not remember this, but years ago, back around 1999, I opened for her in North Carolina. So uh, I'm hoping that it'll uh, to jog her memory a little bit because it's been such a long time. But both of you, welcome to the Voices in My Head podcast. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> now, I, I was going to mention that, and I forgot before we started the conversation, Jenny, but uh, it was Raleigh, North Carolina. I I think it was like 98, 99. Uh, I don't think it was wow. the year 2000 yet, uh, but I was <laughs> living in North Carolina. And uh, the thing that you may remember is because I, I don't even like the songs I had back then. You know, I think I've gotten better as time has gone on. But one thing you might remember is it, if memory serves, you had a really rough plane flight in. Like there was just this really bad storm, and it seemed like it was pretty rocky. And I, I think I remember you and everyone talking about like, you know, we're wondering if this is going to be our last flight. But uh, I don't know oh, if you remember gosh. that Raleigh concert or not. But man, it was a great night for me. I thought I was the biggest star in the world opening for you that night. So. Oh, that's so awesome, man! <laughs> that's so awesome, and so many years ago, I can't even believe it. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's been some. I can't believe it's been that long either. But you you did a wonderful job that evening, and I've been following your music ever since. And uh, and Andrew, gosh, you, it's it's you're a newer a new friend over the last couple of years. But man, I've just been enjoying watching the journey that God has you on. Every Friday, I get those emails from the GMA, and there's always you interviewing some incredible artists about what's going on in their life and ministry. Just got one this morning, actually, and uh, there it was. So congratulations to both of you and all that you're accomplishing right now in your careers. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks man, for coming, right? Well, I would love to, to just start right out talking about Transcending uh, Mysteries. And I, I actually played a track uh, from Andrew's album that, that Jenny uh, is featured on, so I could kind of feature both of you musically at the same time leading into this interview. So our listeners are familiar with your music, but they may not be familiar with this book. And so I, I really wanted to discuss this book, and I've, I'm really intrigued, and over the last probably three years myself, I've really been diving into the idea of who God is and why does the God of the Old Testament seem so different from the God of the New Testament at times? Uh, are they different, and, and how is that perceived? So I'm really glad that in, in some ways you two decided to do this ambitious project and sort of tackle that as writers. Um, and so a, a couple of quotes, if I could. Uh, maybe I'll just read these quotes, and, and I'll start with a quote from the book that I really liked from Jenny, and, and then maybe let you talk about that a little bit, and then I'll do the same with you, Andrew, and read a quote that really stood out to me. And we'll just kind of see where our conversation goes, because I'd love to give our listeners a flavor of what the book is like. Sure, sounds awesome. great. Okay. Well, this is uh, something that, that Jenny wrote in Transcending Mysteries, Who is God and What Does He Want from Us? Um, 
And this just just was a beautiful uh, line, a, a section of the book, I thought. Uh, you said, as my love for the Lord deepens, quiet urgings insist that I purge the sins and false gods that stand between God and me. I am compelled to do the work in our relationship, not because God won't love me if I don't, but because he loves me. These whispers of holiness disturb my comfortable self-managing existence and open my eyes to the dissonance of the sin in my life. All right, that's a beautiful line. What what would you like to, to share with us? Let's just kind of springboard from that, this whole idea about God loving me, not because, you know, our response to him is not because he won't love us, but because he loves us. Uh, that that quote is from uh, the chapter about King Josiah, who um, came along kind of near the end of Israel's um Israel's uh, existence, well, before before Babylonian captivity, and he was one of the very few kings, especially in that time, that actually believed in the Lord and, and really wanted to please him. And so, because of that, he reformed the kingdom, so to speak, in all kinds of ways. He was very compelled by his love for the Lord to um, to make changes. Uh, in his own life and to make changes in his kingdom. And what happened was, as he began to make these changes, he was moving uh, toward, um, he like there were some discoveries that he made, for instance, some scrolls that they found in the temple and things that, that as they dove into what these, these things said, um, he he basically was like, oh man, you know, there's there's even more. It was almost like the more he made changes, the more he realized there were changes that needed to be made. There were things that God desired of him and his people, and um, it, it really just made me think about um, in our lives how you know as we begin to actually wrestle with Scripture and wrestle with God and ask Him, you know, what He desires of us that. You know, there are things that we have to conquer. You know, there are things that that are uncomfortable and challenging to our hearts. And I think, you know, for some reason, we all—well, maybe it's just the human condition—we all love the we love the idea of arriving. You know, like I just I want to keep. You know, I want to I want to conquer this, and then tomorrow I'm just going to be great and strong and mature in my faith and in my life, and these things aren't going to be a problem anymore. But as we continue to learn and grow just as human beings, but also in our faith, you know, we, we, we continue to be challenged by things. God continues to invite us to wrestle, uh, with things in our lives. Um, and, and I suppose that happens in even our human relationships, you know, the, the closer you get to someone, you know, the more they impact your life, the more you perhaps, um, you know, grow with them and, and change. And I feel like, that's very much what God does in our relationship with him, too. It's almost like the more more we pursue him um, and the more he pursues us, you know, for the more there is to wrestle with, the more there is to think about, um, and the more, you know, heart changes there are, too, that, that we get to make. Mm. Uh, you know, so in the, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. I, I would tag on to that, you know, that exactly what Jenny is saying, and in the, the kind of as we chip away at the big mystery of who God is and really uh, – because we are reflections of who God is because he's created us as a reflection of who he is. We, we know that in our own human relationships, especially ones that we have um, long-term, whether that's a marriage or whether it's a friendship, whether it's family, uh, that if we really invest in those relationships, if we continue to live inside those relationships and grow in those relationships, that 
we we realized we could never fully get to know each other. That and that really is the draw and the pull towards each other. And it really is the thing that opens us up. It's both exposing, it's vulnerable, uh, because the more we get to know someone else and the more they get to know us, the more we realize that we have to continue to exercise trust that the relationship will even continue to exist. But over time and over experience, uh, that trust proves itself over and over that no matter what we discover about each other, uh, that we can actually interact and be in relationship with each other because of what Jenny's quote is saying there, because of love, not because of how we, what we could ever do for each other, but just because of the existence of love inside that mystery uh, of all that we are and all that we could be. And so I think, you know, that, that is the, what you said, ambitious, that is the ambition of ever trying to kind of crack God, <laughs> if you will, or trying to, again, to chip away at who he potentially is, which is an eternal uh, project or an, an eternal relationship uh, to ever discover fully who he is, which I don't think will ever happen, um, then in that, again, it feels exposing to us because as we learn more kind of how um, vast he is, it, it really gives us perspective about ourselves, and it's a humbling thing. But, again, I think it's a continuing a humbling, a humbling response uh, of love out of response that he would, you know, interact, that he would even interact yeah. in this relationship with us, which is, again, uh, we can see that mirrored in our relationships with each other, too. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's almost as if you knew what quote I was pulling for you, Andrew, from the book, because I, this actually was something that was dealing with relationship. Um, and so I, I want to continue this conversation by reading something you wrote and, I, and and just let you continue the comment, because I feel like I feel like we're kind of doing theology this morning here on the podcast. It's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> God but, help us. <laughs> but that's right. Uh, but speaking of relationship with others, um, just – this passage that you wrote, it says, During his ministry on earth, Jesus, the ultimate prophet, the Son of God, prizes human relationship. To motivate and build his kingdom, Jesus relies on the ministry of others. It seems that for the spread of Christianity and the expansion of the New Testament church, God used and depended on the dependence of, of us on each other. Whew! <laughs> and that yeah. whoo is actually what Andrew wrote. I just added that in there. Uh, oh. I, I, I mean, I didn't add that in there. That was what Andrew wrote. So I got to make sure I got the whoo in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, talk to that a little bit because I really love that. I think that needs to be discussed more about Jesus and the way that he depended on others. Yeah, I probably wrote woof because I didn't even understand what I wrote. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I think. I think when we understand how relational or when we begin to try to understand uh, how relational God is, it it eliminates the distance between us. Uh, Instead of this um, huge, enormous, unknowable creator, which is still a part of who he is, he is still over this all somehow and mysteriously and always was and always will be and all those things that we just, I cannot uh, understand or grasp. But then to see his consistent interaction with people, that in fact, that maybe we were created and we were created very well. Hmm. And I I think that that is a discovery that we are all continually on and continually trying to discover. Because we have a culture, we have a society, we have a world, we have relationships, we have our humanity. But as a constant obstacle, a constant obstacle 
um, to this understanding and this knowledge that we are all good and we're all good because because of God and his play and the whole thing, you know, and that goes back to Jenny's quote, uh, because of love. And, you know, I think we try to uh, grasp that more and more fully because then when we do, we actually live in a more pure existence in relationship with God, in relationship with others. Uh, it's funny because, you know, I use the word in that quote that you read, dependence a lot, and certainly something I struggle with intensely is codependence. Hmm. And that has such an ugly kind of connotation, especially with the way that codependence has really ruled a lot of our lives, especially, I would say, in Western world culture and relationships. But yet, dependence is absolutely necessary uh, for the greater good and for the work of the kingdom, you know, and and the idea that, and the fact that uh, Jesus was relational in his ministry, that he was not just um, some kind of solo freak, you know, but that he actually uh, really did need mm-hmm. um, his relationship with others and that that was an imperative part of him actually fulfilling his divine purpose I mean, wow, just what that says to us, because I think we continually try to achieve a place of being an island. There's independence is so prized. I prize it intensely. Um, And then to realize that through the vulnerable exposition of relationships, through actually letting ourselves be known and in that be loved and in that then to be used is a direct reflection of really, I feel like, creation of how God has put things into order and into display and 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 then is really revealing of who he is. You know, when that order is in place and when that cycle is in place of of um of this relationship and then what that allows us uh to do for the kingdom or inside the kingdom. I don't know. It's 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 kind of circular thinking in some ways. It gets a little heavy for me. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering my way out of what I just said. But um <laughs> it's but but you know, relationship is just it's key and it's core. It seems that when we see humanity go wrong, it often has to do with some sort of unhealthy isolation. Hmm. Uh, so that should say something. Yeah, that's very true. And, and, any... and I have one thing. This idea, now this is just idea, so I would, I don't know any kind of theological basis for this, but uh, the idea that God perhaps doesn't just uh, use us, but really needs and wants us mm-hmm. it does i to me does not diminish his power or his sovereignty whatsoever but really just enhances and uh displays his love you know yeah oh sure uh well and i i think even you know i've heard it said by many theologians before that god himself exists in community as father spirit you know the, yeah. the father, holy spirit the son and um and I, I think that's a beautiful thing i think we we see that reflected in a lot of areas of life. Um, as we continue this conversation, and I, I really like the path we're going down with the idea of talking about God as communal and, and really how the ways that we live the best, I think, is when we start doing this with community and with each other. I know that both of you, Jenny and Andrew, uh, do a lot of collaboration in music making. And and I know from from my recent experience in Nashville doing this new album in a more collaborative way than I've ever been able to do before, just uh, because I've been working with Lifeway and stuff, there's been so many people that I've got to share music with. 
and I know both of you. Um, it, it seems like, anyway, from from the way I see the that your concerts seem to be structured, the way that I see like YouTube videos, it seems like there's always a new video coming out uh, where you and someone else are are together and collaborating. I wonder if you could both talk a little bit about the reflection of God in the way that even music making happens, you know, because I, I really feel like we we need each other in that experience and the way that God shares with us and allows us to be part of that creative process. And I just do any thoughts come to mind? We'll start with Jenny since since Andrew just spoke, but this whole idea of, of community and God and music and all of that together. Well, you know, I don't know that I have any brilliant theological ideas on that. I, I do think that, you know, music is um, – I read some quote recently. I'm trying to remember what it was about how music is, um, you know, like a, a, the most beautiful act of worship. Um, and I'm not quite saying that right, but it was it was by some – it was by someone like – I think it was Martin Luther. And it was just talking about how music is the highest form of worship. And so I – I do think, you know, God um, can definitely be reflected and portrayed beautifully in music. Mm-hmm. And I think just, you know, collaborating in music just means that, you know, you're you're sort of doing what what he invites us to do just in relationships in general, which is to come together and, and to um, each give, you know, a bit and share a bit of our own hearts uh, to create something beautiful. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, you know, collaboration – um, can can bring with it, you know, some really beautiful creativity. You know, things. It's just kind of like in, in living lives on our own. In fact, you, you know, you you can't always come up with the best solutions by yourself to, to different things. Or, you know, your your journey would not be nearly as fulfilling if you did every day alone. And so, I think music's a little bit the same way. You, um, you know, a lot of us write songs on our own, but but I think we many of us find that you know, um, really beautiful, um, you know, creative ideas can be burst with, uh, with another person or two or three in the, in the same space at the same time. Well, I think even, and, and I'll let you respond in a second, Andrew, but I, I think even the fact that we, that we play music today, like even if you wrote the song by yourself, doesn't it, I mean, isn't it just cool how the song takes on new life when other musicians come in and sometimes it's like, I wonder what they're going to do with this, you know? And then the song just, it just transcends, you know, it's a transcending mystery. Um, You know, the way that it kind of, uh, (laughs) shameless plug there, uh, the the way that it kind of just becomes something different than what it was even before whenever you bring it in. And I I mean, I love that part of the collaborative process where you just come with something. And and I I know with with the song that we co-wrote together, Andrew, I had this idea kind of laid out in the structure and I was you know pretty happy with it but it was so nice to have a second set of eyes to come in and and with you you came in and and added some new things and said no I think I hear this too and and there's a a bigger way to flesh that out uh but anyway your 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 thoughts Andrew well I think what you and Jenny have hit on is really good I think music in general what's so beautiful and fantastic about it is that it really is a unifier because we're coming together uh, to achieve one goal, but we're adding very different parts. So it it both celebrates diversity while it promotes unity, which I think is something we're trying to achieve 
yeah. all together, you know, yeah. in our society and culture. And music is one of the very few and maybe only um, mediums or um, kind of possibilities in collaborating in life where it doesn't seem there's any opponents. It seems mm. that um, that we all really are trying to achieve the same goal and the same purpose. And, you know, I always think of, I, I can't ever remember if people say this story is true or not, but it's a beautiful made-up story if it is. And uh, <laughs> it is the idea of, you know, Silent Night and um, uh, and how in wartime that was, was it World War II or yeah. I can't remember, but um, World War One, how the troops, World yeah. War One, okay, mm-hmm. and how the troops, you know, laid down for that one moment. They uh, laid down their their objectives, their individual objectives. They laid down, of course, actual defense mechanisms, you know, weapons, and um, and unified in this. It, it, it music has a way of, for some reason, it's which is the spiritual aspect of it. I think is that it really connects the deepest most, you know, elementary part of us as humans or maybe as spiritual beings, maybe really it is our souls that it connects. And so it's just, and it's disarming. I mean, I, I don't, it's always been fascinating to me. And even to non-musicians, we sit around and talk about it. The three of us could forever because we love music and we identify it with it in a, in a professional way, but also personal way. But those who have nothing to do with music for their career or for their you know, achievement or output or whatever, still have this really uh, strong feeling around uh, music. And you see that at live events and you see that with the way music is thread, uh, themed and threaded through everything we do. So I, I've really always said I'm not sure why God decided to, to infuse music with so much of himself. But out of all things, even out of even when I think of nature, you know, I still think of music as this kind of superior um, or more pure medium of really translating God and, and connecting people. Hmm. That's good stuff. I, you just blew my mind. I actually wrote down a quote that you just said, music celebrates diversity while promoting unity. That's a <laughs> that's actually like what, a, an incredibly powerful thing to think about. And speaking to that story you were telling, that actually is a true story from World War One. And I, I don't know if you've heard of the film. There's a film called uh, Silent Night, and it tells. It, yeah, if I try to watch it every year around the holidays, it is a beautiful story. That the troops not only they did a ceasefire on Christmas Eve and uh, held mass together, um, but it, it not only caused a ceasefire for a day. Um, the soldiers then couldn't fire on each other anymore, and they they were they were all reassigned because they couldn't stop seeing each other as hum, as human beings. I mean, it was it's just an incredible uh, story, and and you can read about it. But if you if you ever have a chance, that film I think it's just called Silent Night. It's it's actually got a lot of uh, uh, subtitles and things uh, because it's it's, yeah. in, it's in three different languages between the French and the German and the English and all the the different soldiers. But very well made film. It's it's a beautiful film. But 
Yeah, uh, I'm going to look that up. Thank you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you for reminding me of it. And we're in that season where I almost get to watch it again. But it's actually good any, <laughs> it's good any time of year. But, hey, that was an excellent transition. Once again, you've made my job easy. Um, Christmas is coming up and the, the, with yeah. the holiday season. Uh, speaking of music, not only do we have, uh, you know, incredible books from Andrew and Jenny, but music. Gosh, and we've got Christmas music. And if I'm not mistaken, Jenny, you have a new Christmas album this year? I have a Christmas EP, yeah. EP, so, okay. This is a short little thing with about four songs on it, uh, but um, very fun. It was, um, we kind of saw it, uh, well, I kind of saw it in October. It'd be fun to make some Christmas music. Most yeah. people make it in July. For sure. You know, but not me. So <laughs> we uh, finished it about at the 11th hour, and uh, I'm really excited about it. And um, it's a cool project where uh, if you purchase it, um, portion of um of the sales from each uh from each copy will go to um both uh feed the children and international justice mission so fantastic that's pretty fun now are yeah. these are the i haven't got a chance to hear it yet so are are these original songs or are they remakes of classics or a little of both two, or, two originals and two remakes oh great great perfect yeah well, I will definitely check that out, and especially knowing that the the proceeds go to such a good cause. That's wonderful. And uh, and Andrew, we've got to talk about your Christmas stuff too, because last year you recorded a TV show Christmas special, and uh, and then this year it's it's out on DVD. If I'm not incorrect, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I'll just real quick just plug Jenny's record because it's really fantastic. And I bought it. We're at uh, at the beach right now, and I bought it on the way down here and listened to it twice through. And uh, it's really fantastic. And the two originals are really great. And she didn't say this, but they did a Jenny. You should tell them about the version of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that you did. Uh, well, it's very Americana. It's sort of we, we were. I was trying to think of a, a random carol that just doesn't get enough attention. And so uh, we decided, uh, Kyle Buchanan, who recorded uh, and engineered the project and uh, produced that track, we, we decided it would be really fun to, to see what new spin we could put on Rudolph's life. So um, it's fun. It's sort of like a serious, more melancholy version of Rudolph. <laughs> it's pretty great. Well, it's like at... per- perfectly depressing. I... I mean, he did get left behind after all. Or right. I did. <laughs> I did the exact opposite of that, and every year when I do a Christmas concert, whether I want to or not, I have to sing this song called "The Other Reindeer" that I wrote that spotlights, <laughs> and it spot it spotlights all of the um, the unknown reindeer. It's totally just a comedy song, but uh, that's I, I'd be I'd be looking forward to hearing a, a serious take on it too. I'll just send you guys YouTube links to mine, and then I'll buy your album, and, uh, oh. and we can uh, we can talk reindeer next time when we come together. Uh, so that's, that's phenomenal. But but Andrew, tell me tell me quickly before we run out of time here. Let's, oh, yeah. let's talk a little bit about your project. I didn't sing about reindeer, but I wrote in <laughs> on reindeer for my entrance. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> I do wish the um, yeah. It's a we were asked to do this live television special last year that actually won't air until um, this Christmas, so it's coming up on uh, several networks. But we made it to DVD as well as well as a live audio project that you can download on iTunes. So. It uh, just features some good friends, Cindy Morgan, who, of course, I've toured with for years as part of the Hinge for Hunger Tour, Point of Grace, um, Jackie Velasquez, her husband, Nick Gonzalez, who's a part of 
the band Salvador, and then um, our good friend, who's an author and women of faith speaker, Patsy Claremont. So we just kind of made this night. You talked about collaboration. It's something I've really loved and always loved. And uh, the night was just a way to feature, um, kind of highlight some of what these folks do so well, but then also do uh, several things uh, together. And it has kind of the feel of my stuff, bluegrass folk, um, with, uh, you know, a little normal pop in there. But, uh, yeah, it was just a fantastic – it turned out to be a really beautiful night that I I was really proud of and didn't expect necessarily. I thought it would just be what it was, that we would tape it and it would air and it would be done. But um, after I saw the footage and, and heard it, I thought, Let's, I'd like that to be part of my discography. So it's called An Angel Band Christmas. And uh, under my name, just under Andrew Greer, but then all the featured guests. So it was a lot of fun. That's great. Well, I look forward to seeing that. I was excited when you had a chance to record that last year. And uh, not not just an album, but a TV taping. That's fantastic. So uh, I, I really yeah. hope that just uh, continues to help uh, broaden what you're doing and, and opens up new doors for you. And people, you Thank know, you. We, we love Christmas in this country especially. So uh, all that, yeah. it, it just <laughs> helped to, <laughs> to uh, yeah. make people's holidays merry and bright, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, if if we have just a moment, too, one other thing other than uh, you've got this really fantastic book. And, and by the way, uh, listeners, I, I, I really do encourage you to buy it. Um, I know a lot of people have been saying that they've been using it uh, for their devotions in the mornings and, and different times. And uh, and I and I can see why, because it, it really is a, a, a soul-searching book. Both Andrew and Jenny are, are extremely transparent in the pages about struggles, about victories, about different things that they've been through in their lives. So I, I, we've talked about the book, Transcending Mysteries. Uh, we've talked about your Christmas project and, uh, you know, just your regular music, too. Don't just buy their Christmas stuff. Go for <laughs> the other music as well. But, Jenny, specifically for you, and maybe we can end our conversation talking about this, I personally, and, and my, my wife as well, whenever she's had a chance to see some of the videos, I've really been enjoying uh, the videos that you've been putting out um, that, that have been talking about, uh, really, I think you're calling them How I See It, uh, the videos. Oh, yeah. As, as a lot of, oh, uh, I, I think the listeners know this, but many of our listeners may not know that you're blind. And so that is something that those of us with sight, I think that's one of our great mysteries. And like, how do they get around? How do they, you know, people that, that are blind, how do they do that? And it has just been fascinating. I, I really enjoyed um, the one, cool. watching the one with uh, how you put on makeup, which, you know, I, I don't put on makeup and I, as a guy for obvious reasons, but even if I did, I probably wouldn't do it right. But uh, you you do an amazing job. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's I kinda... finally figured out that people, there were a lot of questions that people uh, just maybe were afraid to ask or weren't sure how to ask. And, um, yeah, I think when I first started music, it was really important to me to, to not talk so much about being blind, kind of not, to not bring that to the forefront. I think mostly because, you know, there's sort of this stereotype of, oh, the little blind person, they can sing music or that, you know, it's like, and so you kind of get, you want, well, especially, you know, when you're in your 20s, you just want to stay away from anything that feels like a stereotype. Sure. Um, but I think now, you know, I've kind of realized people have questions and they, you know, they would like to know things and maybe it's, um, you know, part of sharing music is also sharing the bigger picture, you know, around the music. And so this is definitely part of that for me. 
Well, I, I really have been enjoying it. And I, I mean, it really does. It answers questions. And I, and I think it's, I think you're exactly right. I think sometimes people don't want to ask or, or they would feel strange, uh, asking. But I, I think it's, it's great the way that you're helping us see that. And I don't know if you've covered a video on this, but this is, I'm just going to ask you a question because I have you here that I've wondered for some time. Uh, how do you do Facebook posts? Ah, well, there is, there is a video coming up that will, Kind of help with a little of that. Oh, okay. But um, uh, so I have um, I have an iPhone, and um, I do a lot of things from the iPhone hmm. because Apple has made iPhones very accessible. There's um, actually a feature that anyone could turn on it on their iPhone uh, that would make it uh, speak. And so then what what happens is all your gestures kind of change. So you double tap things instead of single tapping them to, to you know select them. And um, and you can type on the screen, you know, even though you can't see the letters. Each letter is, you know, is audible, so you can find what you need to type. So it's really wonderful, and and it has really revolutionized uh, the lives of so many blind people. And um, of course, because there are Facebook apps that you can use on your phone, that helps tremendously. Um, and then also on my computer, um, I have a I have a Mac. Uh, MacBook Air, but I also have it also runs Windows, and so on both Mac and Windows there is speaking uh, software. So it will tell me what's on the screen, so I can go to Facebook and enter info there and post status updates and read things. And so it's um, and Facebook has actually gotten a good bit more accessible. Um, they they kind of have their moments when they break things and they don't work as well, but for now it's it's uh pretty easy to use and I, I love it well I, I technology think, is my friend for sure I think this the people on Facebook do a pretty good job of breaking it uh on our own so we don't have to wait for <laughs> Facebook that's <laughs> true no but thank you for answering my question I, I think that's cool and I, I hope you'll keep those videos up because it really is uh I mean it really is for lack of a better word eye-opening for for us I mean I think it really uh sheds some new light and it even helps anything that helps um, people understand, and and you obviously have a very sweet personality, and it's it's great to just kind of I guess people feel like they get to know you a little bit more through things like that. So that's that's always a good thing, I think. So. Oh well, thanks. Sure. I'm glad you like them. It's it's a lot of fun to do for sure. Well, before we uh, wrap this conversation up, you guys have said you're at the beach, and I don't want to keep you from the beach uh, any longer than I have to today because that sounds wonderful. But is there anything that we haven't talked about yet? I, I really want to make sure that our listeners kind of know everything that you have going on in your uh, careers and in your ministry right now. Uh, is there anything we haven't touched on that we should today? I don't think yeah. No, well, you know, the only one thing I can think about, um, just because Andrew and I have been talking a good bit about this this week, is we are um, going with um, our good friend, Patsy Claremont, uh, and Robin Jones to Alaska next year, and um, we would love for you guys to come with us. Oh, yeah, the Alaskan cruise, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, you know... God forbid if any of your guitarists break their hand and you need one, you know, just let me know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm more than happy to suffer for Jesus on an Alaskan cruise with you guys. But uh, awesome. <laughs> no, seriously, that looks like a lot of fun though. And uh, is there any place specifically they can go to to get information about that cruise? Uh, just maybe your sure. websites or yep. 
It's called Songs and Stories Cruise, and of course we're going to Alaska, and so uh, they can either Google Songs and Stories Cruise and our names, you know, and Danger Greer, or they can go to the travel site, which is this Andrew W. Lyon, L-Y-O-N dot com, backslash Songs and Stories, and they can find that on our websites or especially our Facebook pages by cruising through things, but um, it says Andrew W. Lyon dot com, backslash songs and stories and it actually tells the whole itinerary and talks about the cabins and talks about we'll be doing songwriting workshops and writing workshops and other things on it too for all the creative types and you don't have to be a writer or a songwriter to to uh, participate in any of that or also just to participate in the glories of Alaska. So yeah, we're super excited about it. It's in June of twenty sixteen. Well I'm excited for you. That that's uh, uh an amazing thing. I think that's one of those things that uh, most artists feel like, oh, now they've arrived because they're on a cruise. So, you know, that's just. The <laughs> I've been on a few. I've been on a few cruises before, and they're a lot of fun. So, I, I congratulate both of you. I hope you have a really great time. Matter of fact, it's uh, my wife and I's five-year anniversary next year. Maybe we should just make that our getaway. Is go oh, on your last cruise. Girl. That would be a lot of fun. So, <laughs> well, well, thanks so much. I really appreciate you taking time to do this, and I hope a lot of people will that haven't uh, read your book yet will buy it and continue buying your music and thank you for being the voices in my head this week yeah, thank you thank Rick. You. you've been listening to voices in my head the official podcast of rick lee james if you'd like to know more about me my ministry my music my life go to my website at rickleejames.com and i'd love this to be a community experience so if you call 937-505-0162 you can leave feedback You can give me suggestions for future shows. You can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.